Welcome back to Chop for Time. If you haven't already, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel here. I'm sitting here with Devin, Kelly, Thomas. We're going to be discussing a little bit more in depth the message from yesterday to the uttermost out of Hebrews chapter 7, verses 25 through 28. Well, um, good to see everybody again. Let's start off with a word of prayer. I'll open up. Father, we just thank you for this time and just thank you that we can gather together and encourage one another, sharpen one another, and hopefully encourage some other people just to get deeper into your word and to look to you as the source of their comfort and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So to the uttermost, we've been going through Hebrews 11, where you're taking us right through there. Yesterday's message, Jesus saving us. I love those aspects. Would you give um, our watchers a little recap? Absolutely. We read uh, 25 through 28 out of chapter 7 and, and really, <clears throat> excuse me, camped out verse 25. So that gave us, you know, it, it starts with, therefore, consequently, whatever that uh, connecting statement there within your translation says that he is able to save to the uttermost. And we looked at the dynamic aspect of salvation, that salvation is not static. You know, it is not something that's just this one-time event. It is, but it's not something that I think I said yesterday is like a, we, we surrender our heart to Jesus at this point, we're baptized, and then we just wait. You know, this is an ongoing, it's a, it's a movement, it's a motion. One thing I didn't mention yesterday that, that I wanted to, and it just didn't, didn't come out, was this statement through uh, verse 25 the tense in that in the original Greek is that of an ongoing tense. Mm. There is a Greek tense for a one and done kind of event. Right. Like it, it happens, it's done, it's over. That's not the tense in, in verse 25. This is an ongoing, I hate to use the word process, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the nature of it is this is something that's constantly in motion. And so our dynamic, uh, our salvation is dynamic. It's not static. It's it's something that is ongoing. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a continuing motion in our lives, uh, and we really broke down verse twenty five into the the three aspects of ongoing dynamic salvation that we see in that scripture. Uh, first one is he is able. You know, he is able, and we looked at Ephesians three twenty. <laughs> You know, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask, Amen. think, or imagine. Amen. Um, then the second part is actually one of our responsibilities, you know, that God sovereignly said, you know, they can do absolutely nothing in and of themselves for salvation, but there are things that I'm going to require of them. Right. And that, uh, so we had to ask the question of, okay, so he is able to save to the uttermost, who, who is he saving to the other most? Okay. And the second part of that says, those who draw near to God through him. Amen. So that's our part of the responsibility is us to draw near mm -hmm. to God through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last part, which really kind of um, is mind-boggling, 
is Christ's responsibility. Hmm. It's like, it's not just about the finished work of the cross. It is, it's all about that, but it's not just about that. The last part of verse 25 says that he lives forever to make intercession on our behalf. Amazing. That's the ongoing work of Christ in this dynamic salvation thing. Uh, so we, we looked at, uh, you know, three, three theological terms uh, to kind of uh, undergird that concept of salvation being dynamic and not static. And we looked at uh, justification, sanctification, glorification. And we, I tried to be as concise as possible with just little statements to uh, explain what those meant uh, without getting into too much theology uh, behind those words, you know, for justification. That means that you know, in Christ, we are uh, saved from the penalty of sin mm-hmm. for sanctification. That means that in Christ, we are being saved from the power of sin. Amen. And then in glorification means that in Christ, someday we will be saved from the presence of sin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good day, man. It's a good day. Well, good stuff, and I appreciated this. The encouragement, just knowing those things, that salvation is not just, hey, you did, you signed a prayer, you went forward at the altar, that, you know, that's that's a great thing, but, hey, the, it is happening, and it will happen. Mm-hmm. God is not just concerned with that one little moment of your life. He wants the whole thing yeah. forever and ever, you know. That's why you have eternal life, you know. So good stuff. So let's go through and do some takeaways. So uh, what stood out for you yesterday, Kelly? Yeah, so for me, uh, I think it was definitely that that how the— you know, the work that Christ says, how he saves us is is this dynamic <clears throat> aspect and not just this static thing. Uh, you know, one of my pet peeves is, is you know, the, the idea of like a sinner's prayer where, you know, you see these stadiums full of 70,000 people and and everyone says this prayer and we saved 20,000 people today, you know, and just like that. And and, you know, that's a you know big part of that first, you know, step, you know, but uh I love how you brought it all back together. It's all still the work of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're 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 saved initially, you know, because of Him, and but then our salvation, you know, also is uh, just that sanctification. I mean, is uh, this process that uh, it's easy, you know, for me early on, it was easier for me to think, okay, I've been saved. Okay, now I need to work this thing out. You know, I need to do all the right things. You know, and and to to be good. And, mm-hmm. and, and then, then I'll be saved in the end. It's like, no, 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 you're already saved. Now I'm going to work with you. I'm going to continue to save you, you know, Amen. through that. Amen. It's not like, okay, he isn't like, I think you mentioned that, you know, he doesn't just step back. Amen. Like, okay, now be good. <laughs> you know, right. but, uh, but no, he's like, I'm going to, we're, we're together in this, you know? And so I love that aspect. It, it is this process, you know, it's just, it, it's a continual process that he always saves. And that's another thing, you know, it's, it, I just loved how you put that all together, that it's just, this is a process. He mm-hmm. doesn't just step back and go, okay, good luck. Amen. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So, Thank you. Uh, Tom, what about you? What's it up for you, bro? Yeah, much, much the same, to be honest, like that, the, I'm just glad that we're in a church that have an emphasis on the sanctification process. And it's not just it's not just bums and seats. It's not how many people can we get to say this one thing and then we just celebrate that, but we just kind of leave them by the wayside and we continue on, you know, but there's, there's, Jesus has so much emphasis on uh, evangelism and discipleship, especially this idea of like growing 
yourself and growing others and like putting work into developing uh, the church. And and I think that's just, it's it's so important that we don't separate those two things, you know, because I think like Kelly was kind of saying, you know, we've, we've condensed salvation to be this really easy thing in America. Mm-hmm. Like this, and we've, I've kind of said this before and I know it's weird to say, but like sometimes I worry that we've made salvation too easy mm-hmm. by just saying like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to like all of that kind of stuff, which is true, but it's like, if you don't include the sanctification part of the, the salvation process, if you don't include the, the, you know, you know, you got to count the cost or you got to pick up your cross and follow me. Like if you remove all of that stuff from the gospel, it's not really the gospel anymore, mm. you know, and or even just finding that balance of like, it's a free gift in that it's freely offered, but it's going to cost you your life, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's a good thing, you know, like we're, everybody's a slave to something. It's like, we're either going to be a slave to sin and death, or we're going to be a slave to the perfect loving, caring master of everything. Mm. And I think the latter sounds better. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing. Um, for me, I think what stood out to me is his ability. You know, I can't, but he can, you know, I am a complete failure at everything I've done in life, you know, and I could no way that I could save myself. I love those pictures of, you know, people trying to jump over the Atlantic ocean, you know, take your running leap and go, you are not going to make it to the other side, no matter how hard you you try and it's just he is able you know i rest in the fact that he can or i can't you know and that just i come back to that over and over again because you know if 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 it was up to me it'd be gone you know but man he's still able to save me to the uttermost and i just love that 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 is such an encouragement for me (laughs) such a strength to me and it just gives me assurance and it just you know carries me forward through dark times in my life through my failures through my flaws through my struggles with people my struggles with family everywhere you know that ability he's he's you know i think uh kelly and i both wrote on there you know a a promise of god that you had written a couple weeks ago on Mm -hmm. facebook share one promise of god we both wrote philippians 1 6 you began a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So I just, uh, I was like, I thought that was funny. So we, uh, you know, yesterday, because the, the second part of that, uh, scripture about us, you know, drawing near to God, we, we went to second Corinthians three, um, you know, 17 and 18, you know, the, the Lord is spirit and where the mm-hmm. spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and that we all as with unveiled faces, yes. um, you know, see ourselves in this mirror reflection and we're being transformed you know, from one level of glory to another level of glory in Christ. Um, and, and when I did that kind of the, the little asking as to how long people had been saved, because it was to kind of undergird a point that, you know, none of us are without sin. That's right. We, we wish we were. That's that's the goal. That's the that's what we're longing after. But, you know, we, we had a couple hands that went up that they'd been saved 70 plus years, you know, and uh and it was just like, okay, out of out of all of you who raised your hand at one point, how many how many of you went without sin hmm. this week? Uh, and like all hands at that, you know, of course, and, and that just just drives home that passage of you know, my, my children, I would that you do not sin. Yes, but when you do, we have an advocate with the Father. Amen. And then to parallel that with his ongoing work of that he lives forever to make intercession on our behalf. Amen. It's just amazing. 
You know, and I just love that because that's what we're going to look into today is that intercessory prayer. You know, Christ is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. I, I don't know exactly how that happens or what it looks like, but it says he's doing it. You know, every time I blow it, he's like, hey, you know, so I, you know, <laughs> so some of us keep him busy, you know, <laughs> that's right. So, but it kind of keyed in, like, how does that work for us? I mean, if we're called to follow Christ to walk in the steps that he's walked and to have him as our example, then I think that we should be interceding for others. Mm-hmm. You know, we should follow that. And so kind of like Keenan, let's uh, take a look at a few passages. I think you have one of them. Uh, um, and so can we look at the first one? Sure. James chapter five uh, verses. Um, we'll start with verse 16 here. It says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has a great power as it is working. And then like verse 17 goes on. He gives an example of that. You know, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed fervently that it might not rain for three years and six months, and it did not rain on the earth. And then it says, then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain. Amen. Amen. Um, Kelly, what stands James and just from the passage you read, like talking about interceding and stuff like that. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. The, you know, that, that scripture is uh, very, very familiar to me. It's one I kind of stick a flag in, you know, as, as to really a model of, <clears throat> of discipleship, even in, in, and, uh, you know, just what it looks like to have true d- accountability, you know, in, in, in our lives. And, it's easy to not think about how Christ does that for us, you know? And so, like you said, that's the example. And so that's why it's so profound, you know, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for each other. So you may be healed. I mean, that's, that's amazing. If you really think about what it's saying, the power of that, you know, of of confession of sin and then to pray for one another. And then to think about that Christ is always praying for us, you know, to you know on behalf he's interceding for us to the father i mean that's that's hard to even kind of fathom you know mm-hmm. the power there and so on tuesday at uh, sober recovery that was the main scripture was james 5 16 and, right. and so it, the lesson was about confession you know and uh but that's what christ is doing to god for us is he's confessing us you know i mean he's confessing that we are that he knows us, yeah. you know, and I talked about that too, that, you know, that the confession of our faith is so much power. It's just, yeah. there's so much to that, you know, it, it's amazing, really. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Good stuff. Thomas, what about you, brother? What stood out to you, that one? Yeah, it, it it's interesting, like the, the this, it, it's kind of like a theme, this whole mediator thing throughout the Bible, you know, mm. we, we see lots of them show up throughout all of scripture. And the one that this actually gets me talking about is actually the, the opposite you know, because in, in Zechariah chapter 3 and in Revelation 12, we have uh, the Satan who is depicted as the accuser, the one that stands between you and God and accuses you mm. um, to God. And then all yeah. of a sudden, thanks to the death of Christ, we have someone else there being like, nope, yeah. he's he's good, it's paid for. Right. You know, yeah. so Satan's there being like, do you not see what that guy did? Like, you know, he's saying that to me, he's saying that to God. And then uh, Jesus is like, don't worry, it's all, you know, it's, it's paid for or, you know, it, Look at me instead, you know, whatever the, the analogy you might want to use. But, you know, there's so many roles going on between us and the Father. You know, you've got 
Satan there accusing. You've got the Holy Spirit doing the sanctification in our lives and then you have Jesus interceding. It's like there's so much more going on behind the scenes yeah. that uh, I think we give anything credit for because we just think, well, you know, just do your best, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we have so many of those. I'm going on a tangent, but we've got so many of those phrases where it's like, I like it. you know, uh, you know, do your best or one of the ones that always like it's kind of weird because it's it's a very American phrase that isn't bad in and of itself, but you know to do everything with excellence is a, is a good phrase. But a lot of people take that as do everything in your own strength. I'm like, no, <laughs> like that's not what we're supposed to do, you know, because then we fail, and and that's when the accuser really gets in. But it's it's a blessing that we have Jesus there standing in that gap to to uh, change that whole dynamic. You know? Awesome, awesome. Good stuff. Um, for me, I, you know, we've been keen on a couple of words, vulnerability, transparency. Uh, I love those two things, you know, because uh, that allows people to see into us and uh, that allows healing to come into our lives. We all have a bunch of stuff going on in our lives. And it's so important that uh, we, number one, choose the right people to be vulnerable and transparent with. And number two is that opening up allows, man, those burdens, those griefs, those things out of our lives. And then, you know, at the same time, their care and concern, which means they're carrying us up to the Father and interceding on us. I mean, just that is so powerful. You said it yesterday when somebody says, I'm praying for you. For you. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. just a, such a blessing to you. You know, that's that when somebody says, hey, we're praying for you. And sometimes that's just be like, the, like you said that, yeah, sure. Sure you are. <laughs> you know, but, or, you know, but when you know somebody that loves you, cares about you, because I'm praying for you, mm. you know, I'm, and you know they're going to the throne, mm. um, and it's so so such a blessing. And I think that's that's encouraging when you're when I'm sharing. I've experienced this, you know, because I have accountability partners that I share with my struggles, my battles, you know, things I'm going, joys and triumphs, failures, and you know they pray for me. So it's just it's powerful moments for me. So that verse has a lot of connotation for me. Um, let's go to the next passage. Do you want to key in on anything on that, uh, Pastor? No. Okay, let's go to the next passage. Ephesians chapter 6, I believe, uh, yeah. 18 through 20. Yeah. And pray in the Spirit on all occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Um, I, I love this. Uh, you know, I, I think I've shared with you, but um, some some time ago, I don't know when, but early on in, in my, you know, in teaching and preaching, I I, uh, I clung to this as my own prayer. You know, mm -hmm. Paul's asking for these, you know, for them to pray for him this, but to, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, what a, what a great thing to pray, you know, I pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And like you said, this is hard for us to understand exactly what's going on here, but you know, something that Thomas said when he was kind of sharing earlier is that there's so much going on here. It's hard to really fathom what's, what, what, you know, this intercession between Christ and God. And, and I heard one preacher that I'll remain uh, anonymous, but he, he says something like, you know, when God saves a person, it is more miraculous than when he created the world, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, that's how corrupt we are, you know, left to ourselves, you know, and so to, to try to, to 
understand this completely. You know, like when you were talking about looking in a mirror yesterday, I was thinking about how it's so true. The closer you get to Christ, the more you're just like, you know, your own faults and your flaws and stuff. And so it's hard to, to, you know, you, you naturally want to back up a little bit because it's so much, you know, and that's kind of what I, when I read this, I'm just like, this is like, this is incredible. I mean, it's incredible that, that we, we have this kind of, we can have this kind of relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know? Amen. Thomas, what about you, brother? Good. <laughs> BB-8 is in there it is. tune with us right there. It's back. It's back. Where's the Rohirrim? we got to get the... I haven't had that one. Let me just... Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, um, the the little bit um, there, if I don't have it in front of me, that about uh, proclaiming the gospel effectively, is that the, the yeah. terminology? Yeah, fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Yeah, that, I think that's one of the beautiful things as well, is like, well, with the power of prayer prayer well we talked about this before prayer is so much more powerful than we give it credit for and i think you know if we if we really believe that god listened to our prayers we'd be praying differently and and i love that that emphasis that paul has of just like the to his desires just to share the gospel faithfully properly um and you know so often our prayers are about health or wealth or um you know, even if we're not prosperity, gospel people, that's still a lot of our, our prayers yeah. are absorbed by that stuff, which isn't aren't wrong things to pray about by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, it'd be really interesting to see if everybody just stopped praying for stuff like that and started praying for, you know, hey, God, can you throw someone in my path for me to share the gospel with them? Because I wonder, you know, what he's up mm-hmm. there being like, you know, everyone's like, thank you for the daisies and the sunshine. And then you get one guy being like, hey, God, I want to try this generosity thing. Can you put something in my path and he's like yes that one I'll answer yeah for sure you know um I think yeah we just we I think we need to take I know I need to take prayer more seriously uh, I just take it for granted so much mm-hmm. um and also what I'm praying for is is so important mm-hmm. um, I like this passage because you know it comes right at the end of the believer's armor you know and I just love that the you know we we often just because we get to the end of those six things in the believer's armor and then right here praying always with all prayer uh, perseverance and supplication for all the saints, you know. In other words, there needs to be watchfulness because that's what he says, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I love that. means we need to be in tune with what's going around us in the body of Christ because he does ask for prayer for himself. He said that I can speak boldly the gospel, but he's also telling us, hey, watch out for others for what they're going through. That means you need to get mm-hmm. close to people. You can't look at them from a distance and say, I'm praying for you, brother. You got to get close. You got to say, hey, what's going on in their lives? And then, you know, because they're in a battle. Yeah. That's why he's putting there at the end of this pass. They're in a battle. I'm in a battle. I need your prayers. You need my prayers. We need to pray for each other because we, I don't even know what's going on around me right now, you know, but I know I have plenty of struggles. And so, man, you know, I need, we need to say what's going on in our lives and, and rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, but pray for those always, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what's down. Yeah, going back to a couple comments that have been made and going back to Ephesians 3.20, you know, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. Uh, you know, I mentioned yesterday that so often, and Thomas alluded to this just a moment ago, of we kind of <clears throat> boil that scripture down to what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like that financial breakthrough that we need or that, right. that health situation that's going on or something. And we don't tend to look at it from the grander scope of things of the greatest miracle of all that he is able to save mm. our souls. Amen. 
you know, and, and that's just an amazing thing. And I love how you said a little bit earlier that, um, I think that at times we take salvation too flippantly. Mm. Um, when the reformation began, you know, when Luther tacked the 95 thesis on Wittenberg chapel door, uh, journals and records indicate that for several years after that, people would wrestle for two to three months with salvific prayers. Daniel White, you're welcome for the use of the word salvific. Mm, um, yes. But th- they would they would wrestle with this concept for months upon end until they finally felt that breakthrough. Mm. And I'm not advocating that we need to return back to that because I think that there's a momentum that's built up through generations moving into something that Christ is doing that I don't think it needs to be a months long thing, but we need to look at it far more uh, with far more weight than what we do most of the time. Mm -hmm. Say a prayer, hey, come forward, hey, we want to baptize you. And then they're just like, okay, all of everything's well. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it is but it isn't at the same time. And that's when we're called this dynamic salvation thing of be aware what's going on in your brothers and sisters' lives Mm -hmm. because just because they've repented, they've been baptized, they're on this path, doesn't mean that now's the time that we get lackadaisical in our approach towards praying for them and connecting with them and you know really being involved in their (laughs) lives because now's the time to intercede on their behalf because man, I'm telling you that uh, that sanctification process, you know, and there's great debate on, hey, is this is sanctification instantaneous? Is it progressive? I think it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's definitely an instantaneous change that happens that we become alive in Christ. Amen. Um, but it's a pro- you know a progression of growing in Him. Uh, one of my spiritual mentors uses the saying all the time when you ask how He's doing. He says, "I'm perfect." and getting better. You know, and the first time I heard that, I was like, can we talk about humility? Just a little <laughs> bit? But, but then, you know, once I, you know, I'm made perfect in Christ, but I'm moving towards that perfection more and more each day. So I think that that awareness out of these passages of scripture to look at other believers and what's going on in their life and truly get in the trenches and intercede on their behalf mm-hmm. is so critical. Good stuff. Well, let's just go around and give a takeaway. We'll start with myself. We'll end up with you. Um, Takeaway from me, I just want to say thank you. You know, I am so grateful for people that pray for me. And so thank you for praying for me. And I want to encourage prayer. You know, encourage. If you, uh, I'm speaking to everybody out there and to ourselves as well, reach out to somebody this week and pray for them. Yeah. You know, pray with them. You know, that's the best thing you could do. If somebody comes and says a prayer request, you know what the best thing you do? Pray with them right on the spot. If they can't, if they have the time, say, hey, can we pray right now? Because that's the best thing. If you say, I'll pray for you, and then, you know, later on that night, you might forget. You know, I've done that before, too. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say thank you, first of all, for praying for me. And let's just encourage prayer, encourage intercession. My challenge is reach out to somebody and pray for them this week. Thomas. Uh, mine would definitely be lackadaisical. Uh, I that's I could, uh, that's I a could, new word for me. I could see the just the <laughs> the awe. The I was awe, like, whoa, the, wow. I mean, salvific is one thing, but lackadaisical. That's a that's a, lacking life, spirit, or zest. Is the what definition of that? Anyway, you are welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get the etymology of that word. No? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Can you use that word in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can always trust me to completely derail things. Right. Um, 
Yeah, no, 100%. The, the, the prayer for other people is, is just so important. That's one of the refreshing things about having Johnny here, uh, my youth pastor from Ireland, visiting. He's just so good at that. And it's so refreshing because we'll be sitting in the coffee shop talking about board games and he'll be like, and then he'll just stop and be like, let's do a little prayer. And then just like gather people around and we'll just sit and pray. And I'm just like, why are we not doing this more often? Right. This is great. Like, because every time you do, every time people stop and pray together at, afterwards, they're like, oh, that was great. Or like another thing he talks about all the time is like, you know, we have these big meetings where we're trying to plan stuff when we're wrestling with things and then we get to the end and we pray and we're like, why, do, why don't we just do that at the start? Because like everything feels so much better now, you know, because yeah. um, there's a real power to prayer that we uh, we forget about. Amen. Good stuff. Kelly? Yeah, prayer seems to be a theme here. Um, like, I said this, on that, right? like I said, this morning we, we're we doing a Philippians 4, 6 at my house, so mm -hmm. don't worry about anything. Pray yeah. about everything. Amen. Praise you know, God. and uh, and it's, it's so true. I mean, having brothers and, and sisters in your life that will pray for you, you know, diligently and fervently, you know, we've been going through some stuff in my family, you know, for the last few weeks and, and knowing that, you know, the church is, is praying for us and uh, not just saying it is huge, you know? And so, and knowing that we have an, an we have this intercession, intercessory prayer from, from Christ, you know, on our behalf is, it's just, it's, it's mind numbing really, you know, like I said, it's hard to Mm -hmm. hard to grasp but we get a little piece of that like you said when you when you do pray for someone or someone prays for you it's just like wow okay you know i've i've, I've got somebody there with me you know in this thing and I'm, and the, the weight is not all on me mm -hmm. it's like our salvation yeah. you know you talked about it's like he saved me mm -hmm. he is interceding for me you know it's not okay okay i don't have to you know, we do we do good works, but not to be saved. But it's because of what he's done, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. prayer, man, powerful stuff. Good stuff. Amen. One of my closing thoughts yesterday was, you know, whenever we have brothers and sisters who will say, I'm praying for you, and you know that that's 100% genuine, that they're doing it, yeah. that they're lifting you up and interceding. How encouraging is that? But then put in your mind's eye a picture of your Savior yeah. saying, I'm praying for you. How much encouragement should we get from that? Because that's what we see out of Hebrews 7, 25, that he lives forever yeah. to make intercession. He's praying for you. Mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Well, thank you once again. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being with us today. And we want to thank you for being with us. Uh, if you haven't hit the like or subscribe button, please hit that like or subscribe button. And uh, we just want to encourage you, if you have any comments or questions, please write them down below. Uh, or you can contact us at uh, FCCGrayson.com, or you can contact us by phone. We would love for you to be part of this church if you don't have a home church already. With that, let's close out in a word of prayer. Kelly, would you close out? Yeah. God, we uh, we thank you so much, Lord, for for who you are, God, what you've done for us, God, what you're doing in us, God, and and that we have eternal promise and eternal hope, God, in you, God, all because of what you've done for us, God, and thank you for brothers and sisters who who are in this life with us, God, that you've put in our lives and our walks, God, that uh, that we can share each other's burdens, we can carry each other's burdens, and and intercede on, on each other's behalf. God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.